0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Continuing on in our series of how did we get here? How did the church get to this place of just messiness and brokenness? We're going to explore the topics of morality versus heart transformation. This last week, my little podcast hit 10,000 listens, and I was pretty excited about that because I did not expect this to continue for this long. I didn't necessarily expect it to have this kind of traction. I mean, I just started it because I felt like God was asking me to do something, and it's fun to watch and to see how it's grown. It's fun to see that 10,000 times someone hit play. I mean, that's, that's exciting. And I know it's not a huge number, but I'm I'm proud of myself. I'm usually really great at starting things and coming up with good ideas and not great at follow through and actually making them happen. And especially this last summer when things just kind of shut down with my podcast for a while. What with the COVID and lockdowns and moving into my mother in law's house? I'm I'm kind of proud of myself for getting it started again. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for making this um happen. And if you haven't already subscribed or left a review or a star or a statement or whatever you want to do. That would be awesome. It just helps to spread the news of this podcast Um, and other people can reach it too. So we're going to go ahead and keep talking about how did we get here? How did the church get to this place of such brokenness where it is so familiar to have people finding out that these pastors and leaders have been engaged in sin in sexual abuse or harassment or embezzling or whatever else that comes out. And where spiritual abuse and brokenness and church hurt is just so rampant. Like what happened to our church and how do we get so far away from Jesus Christ? Well, today we're going to tackle the issue of morality versus a heart transformation. This is something that I feel like is just so near and dear to my own heart and my own story because I grew up in my cultic Christianity for 10 years just with a fixation on morality with this behavior driven focus like you need to get your behaviors in line and this is what they look like standards and rules and just excessive excessiveness with all of the rules and all the things that were supposed to be what a good Christian did and looked like and then when I look at the normal church out there guys there's just so much morality versus a heart transformation there's so much behavior Fixation. I think this is where a lot of the brokenness and the hurt comes from when you don't toe the line, when you don't measure up, when your behaviors don't look the way they're supposed to. And this is a big problem. This is a big problem in so many ways. I just want to talk about this today. I recently met a new friend, and he is transgender, and we're going to call him Max to just protect his identity. But he's young, late teens, and um we've gotten to know each other just casually through work, and I really like him, I really do, I think he's amazing, and I use his male pronouns and I use his male name because I'm respecting him, and I'm loving him and as I've been thinking about this, like I am really I'm just passionate about sharing the gospel with Max. I want an opportunity to share the gospel with Max. And so I am pursuing him and this friendship with him and this relationship with him because that is my goal. But as I think about Max and bringing Max to church, it's kind of a joke. Like I'm involved with a young adult group at my church, but I don't know that I could actually bring Max to that young adult group because they're not going to see him as a person. They're going to see him as transgender, as a biological girl. And where do we put him? Which smog do we put him in? And do we use his male pronouns? And is it okay to use his? And all these morality issues, when really it comes down to Max's heart. Max is a human being created by God, loved by God, who wants a relationship with him. So what kind of a place has our church become? I have another person in my life, and we're going to call her Megan, and she's pregnant. And she's pregnant out of wedlock. And she grew up in the church, and yet she has a boyfriend, and she's pregnant. She's expecting soon where does she fit in at church? Can I bring her to church or are people just going to see the fact that she's pregnant and she's not married? I hate this about church and church people. I, and I just wondered to myself, like, when did church become this country club for good people instead of being a hospital for the broken and the sick? What happened to our church? that it's no longer a place where people like Megan and Max can come and find love and grace and healing at the foot of the cross, where all people see are their behaviors. All they see are their sin. And they're like, you're wrong. You're sinful. You need to change that. Like what in the world? What in the world? And so let's talk about that today. Let's talk about this fixation with morality and how it's just broken. It's broken our society and it's broken our churches. To the point where they're not even a place where we're going to find the gospel anymore because it's just this fixation on behaviors. And I, I hate this, you guys. Like, I can't even express to you how much I hate it. Because this is the whole part of church that has wounded me more than once. And the more I talk and the more I connect with other people, this is the part of church that has wounded people everywhere and broken them. And broken them. It's almost like we don't think God can change people. So we have to get in there and fix them first and tell them all the things they need to change about themselves without ever actually digging into their hearts and figuring out what is going on and how can we really encourage them to know Jesus? Isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? How did we get here? Guys, there's been decades, decades of this fixation on God wants people to be good. It's religion, like we've talked about on this podcast so many times. This is the idea of religion. I'm going to fix myself up. I'm going to be, quote unquote, good to be accepted by God. It doesn't work that way. But that's how we, f- we focus. That's where we focused. In our conservative, fundamental Christian circles and in our regular Christian circles. And honestly, this carries over even into the more liberal side of Christianity and the world at large because it's just a different set of behaviors. But that idea of, like, you have to follow these behaviors in order to be a good person. This is what the expectation is for you to be a good person. We're just fixated on this idea that people have to behave in order to be good and to be accepted. And that's not true. It's not true. We look at Jesus and he was constantly pursuing the broken people, the messed up people, the people that were the sinners, people that didn't even agree with the law or follow the law. Those are the people he was obsessed with. He was fixated on them. He loved them. He was pursuing them. And it was the religious, quote unquote, good people who missed him. And that he had the harshest words for because he was trying to help them to see that they are a sinner too. Sin is more than just behaviors, guys. I said this before, but it's the deep self-centeredness that colors everything. It's that broken part of us that we just, we're just off. We're just broken and we can't get it together because we we're not working correctly anymore. Sin has destroyed us. Yes, there's this beauty in us because we are created in the image of God. We have capacity for great beauty, marvelous things that humans can do. And at the same time, we have this capacity for such evil and brokenness. It's this weird tension thing again. How can people be so awesome and so full of potential and beauty and wonder and at the same time be so broken and selfish and evil? It's so bizarre. And yet that is the gospel. If you read the Bible, that's exactly what the Bible says. We were made in the image of God and we sinned and we've been separated from him. And now we have this corruption within us. We cannot do this by ourselves, guys. But so often Christianity and the church have focused on sinful behaviors and this idea of like, we want morality. People have to stop doing these things and start doing these things. We get fixated on things like abortion. Which, I mean, I'm not for killing babies. I'm not. But at the same time, like, we can't just be so fixated on that one behavior of killing babies that we miss what's going on in the larger community. These women who are struggling and don't feel like they have another option with the poverty and, and just the brokenness that's coming around them. We can't just be fixated on these babies. We have to be fixated on the whole thing. People are broken and they need the gospel. They need a savior. It's the same thing with the LGBTQ community where the Christians have just alienated them it's so so sad to me one of my favorite authors david bennett he is a side b gay christian so he is gay he calls himself gay but he's choosing to be celibate because he believes that sex was designed by god and marriage within marriage for for a man and a woman so he holds these contrary views and he cannot find a break anywhere and he talks about that in his instagram and i just i feel so strongly for him i just I love the fact that he's standing firm on what he believes to be true and that he's standing firm on what he believes about God. And yet he is just being assailed on both sides because he calls himself gay. On the one side, they're like, well, you can't be gay and be a Christian. And yet at the same time, because he's choosing to be celibate and not enter a gay relationship, he's getting flack from the other side. And so it's just a mess, guys. But that heart, that heart, we can't be so focused on our behaviors. But we are. We are. And as a result, people are wounded and broken and hurt. This is not Jesus. This is not Jesus. Guys, we focus on morality over the gospel. Even our gospel is behavior-based so often. If you go back to one of my very first episodes, I talked about this. We have this behavior-based gospel where you do these things in order to be saved. But the Bible says Jesus did those things so that we could be saved. And all we have to do is accept his free gift of salvation. And we get to enter into a relationship with him where he changes us from the inside out because he knows the parts of us that are broken and he wants to heal them. He wants to fix them. He wants to restore us. I feel like so often the Christians are trying to create this moral utopia, especially right here in the Mer- in America right now. Just there's this group of conservative Christians that are like trying to create this moral utopia. Let's let's make it perfect and wonderful and bring it back to this place of wholeness and beauty and morality and just it's not going to work, guys. Our world is broken. It's broken. It's never going to be this moral utopia until Jesus comes and reigns. And then he gets to do whatever he wants because he's king. And we're going to be surprised, I think. We might be surprised what Jesus actually focuses on. The other side doesn't have it figured out either. Guys, I look at our world and I just see brokenness. Brokenness in the church, brokenness within the secular culture. The secular culture at large right now is really fixated on my truth and your truth and there is no absolute truth. It's just like whatever. Whatever is fine. And and they're really focused on groups versus individuals and assigning group responsibility to things versus individuals. And they think individuality is bad and they're trying to fix things their way. But when you look at it, it's not working either. I feel like this last year has just shown us so much brokenness across our entire society. People are trying to fix things, but you can see that it only makes it worse. You see it even in like the riots that have happened. People are trying to stand up and say, this is wrong. This is bad. And so there's these riots that happen. But then at the same time, now minority business owners are getting their businesses destroyed and their property destroyed. And it's like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. I feel like I see it with these lockdowns that happen with this COVID. We I mean, were trying really hard as people to protect people from this disease. But at the same time, now there's this epidemic of like mental illness and depression and even suicide. And so it's like as, as hard as we try to fix things by ourselves, like they just get more broken. We can't do it. We can't do it. And that's the point. We cannot do it in the church if all we're doing is fixating on behaviors, good behaviors and bad behaviors. And we can't do it in society if we're just trying to figure this out on our own and make it work our own way. It's just going to get more messy. It's just going to get more messy. Guys, people are broken. Do you see that? Can you see that? I see it so clearly. Like we try so hard to make things work and they just, they just break. We need a savior. We need a superhero. And the beautiful thing is, we've got one. Jesus Christ came as God, fully man, fully God. He had lived with us. He loved us. He walked among us. He was nothing like we expected him to be. And then he died for the sins of the world. Didn't stay dead, came back to life, allowing us to be restored to a relationship with God. That is the most amazing and beautiful thing ever. And he is all about restoration. He wants to restore us. And that's the only hope we have. Choosing to trust in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection as a way back to the Father, as a way back to a relationship with God, as a way back to the people we were meant to be. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And that's where the true transformation happens. When the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us and begins to change us and begins to take those broken pieces and make them whole again. When he begins to just take those broken ideas that we have about ourselves and about the world and and bring us truth and life, that's where it's at. Nothing's going to change if we stay fixated on morality and behaviors. But if individuals can begin to know Jesus based on his death and resurrection through faith, and they can begin to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's where change happens. That's where our hearts are transformed. And that's what I long for, for my friends, Max and Megan. I long for heart transformation. I long for Jesus to just get in there and show them who they are and who he is. To just dig into the broken pieces and love on them and heal them and give them grace. And you don't think the Holy Spirit can't change people? Oh yeah, he can. Oh yeah, he can. But I think sometimes we'd be surprised at the things he chooses to change first. Back to David Bennett. After he came to Christ as an atheist gay activist, he still had a boyfriend for three years before the Holy Spirit was like, hey, David, I want something different for you. It's not our business to jump on people's behaviors. It's our business to jump on them and show them Jesus. Like, you've got to meet this amazing God that I've met. He is changing me. I am not the same person I used to be. And knowing him is the most fantastic thing that's ever happened to me. You can know him too. He wants to know you. He wants to to love you. He wants to live with you. But you can't do it by yourself because we're broken and we need him. But the beautiful thing is that he did everything possible. Our sin separates us from God. And yet Jesus died to take away the punishment for our sins. If we choose to accept that gift, then we have access to God and he will begin to change us and make us new. That's the gospel, guys. And the gospel has power, power to transform lives in a way that doesn't make sense humanly, in a way that's just magical and crazy. But Jesus wants us. He wants us to know him. He doesn't want good people He knows that we're never going to be good this side of heaven because we're broken. And there's always going to be brokenness in us. We might be able to get our behaviors in line, but there is still going to be brokenness. Brokenness in our attitudes, our motives, our thoughts, our words. It's always going to be there. But Jesus loves us despite that. Maybe even because of it. I was thinking back to some people in the past that I have have loved (laughs) that were pretty broken. And I remember seeing them, and I think it was the eyes of Christ, actually, because I feel like I just could see them and I would be like, oh, what a beautiful mess. Like, there's such beauty there. And yes, it's a mess. That's how Jesus sees us. He says, what a beautiful mess. I can take care of that. I can love that. I can fix that. Guys, what would our churches look like if we could be fixated on the true gospel instead of behaviors? If instead of being this country club for good people all dressed up with our plastic faces on and our (sighs) fakeness, we could be a place where brokenness is just accepted because that's who we are. Where we love people to the foot of the cross, where we just showed them how to know Jesus, how to have a relationship with God and let God do the work at transformation. What would that look like? I don't know, but I want to go to a church like that. I want to be a part of that kind of community. And looking at the history of people and the church, it's never going to be like that perfect until Jesus comes back because we're broken. (laughs) And we always screw this up. We always become religious. We always create these monuments trying to get to God, like the Tower of Babel. We don't really know how to just have a relationship with him. So I don't know that I have a whole lot of hope for like corporate church overall forever because it just keeps going into the same problems again. But I know that God always redeems and he always restores. And if you look at history, he always steps in and changes things, always. And so I can see him doing that again. And I really think he's in the process of doing that again. Just stepping in and saying, hey, guys, wait, let's get back on track. And it's people, it's individual people. And so my prayer for you guys today is that you will be able to lay aside any kind of fixation on behaviors and just focus on Jesus. Let him change your heart. Because if your heart changes, your behaviors will follow. Absolutely, 100%. We'll decide that we don't like those things that are sinful because they don't bring good consequences. and it's, They're hard and painful, and they don't, they're not good. And we'll decide that we do love the things that are of Jesus because they bring good consequences, and we love them, and they feel good. And Jesus will change our hearts, and we will change. I've got a couple more episodes in this series, and i um, looking forward to them. So as always, thanks for listening, guys. And until then, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at ChristyLynnWood.com for more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.